0: What's looking, Welcome to the number one ranked show. I am RJ Young. We're going to react to the week 11 college football playoff top 25. I get told to start with a yes. So, yes, we all agree once again. Georgia, best team in football. Absolutely awesome, right? After that, we got a problem. We have several problems. Look at this graphic. What is this? What, what, are you, what is this? You're telling us this is a pageant contest. Winning doesn't matter. That's what you're telling us. We know this because Alabama at number two, they're not just 8-1. and one, They looked awful. Awful in Tuscaloosa against an awful LSU team that was without nearly every five-star they had on the roster. They had absolute backups at every position on defense. You beat that team by a touchdown, a literal touchdown, 20 to 14, and they had a chance to beat you late. You're not great. You're merely good. And good is a top 25 team, good is not the number two team in the country. You look pedestrian. They did not rank Alabama in 2021. They ranked Alabama's resume for the last 100 plus years. This is garbage. There's no way you could hold this up. Aliens come down to earth. You tell them that this is your ranking, they'll be like, wait a second. What's that one on the other side? Oh, that's a loss. Okay. What about zeros? Do those matter? No. Why? Because we don't think that other team looks as good as the other team. But they lost. Yeah? So? Well, isn't your sport about winning and losing? I mean, sorta. What? What is this? And then look at number look at number three. Oregon looked absolutely awful against a Washington team that has nearly fired everybody, whose head coach got suspended for looking like he pushed a player. Oregon was in an absolute game with a bad Washington team. A Washington team that lost to FCS Montana. What are we doing here? You're telling me that Washington, being 90 yards away from scoring, putting up a two-point conversion, and then forcing the game into overtime against Oregon, makes Oregon the number three team in the country? Get out of my face with this, man! I can't with this! What are we doing? Then take a look at number four. Okay, number four is Ohio State. They're in the playoff now. They're in the playoff now after losing to Oregon, after being in an absolute game with Nebraska, who like Washington, doggone near fired everybody. On offense, Scott Frost fired everybody but the tight ends coach for the way they perform against Ohio State, who looked absolutely awful trying to run the football. And then I got people that absolutely want to throw this to C.J. Stroud's feet. As if throwing for 400 yards is not a big deal. No, you got problems. You know why I know you got problems? Because you were this close to losing 3-7 Nebraska. But more than that, you have a literal problem. You have a loss on your resume. I got three teams in a four-team playoff that have a loss. I got four undefeated teams and only one of them is in the playoff. That doesn't make any sense! What are we doing? This is egregious! Look, man, we get to number five. Fine. I will let you have Cincinnati at number five because I don't think that one of these teams in the top four is gonna stay there. Or at least, I hope not. I mean, I swear, what does Alabama do have to do to not get into this playoff, huh? Who do they have to lose to? How much do they have to lose by? How bad do they have to look? What are we doing here? Are we just trying to hand Nick Saban all the championships? Because that's what it feels like. It feels like we don't respect winning. Look here, man. Cincinnati struggled against my alma mater, University of Tulsa, I'm watching that game. I was mad as hell watching that game because they had every opportunity to try to go get a W against Cincinnati, when they were down 14-12 at halftime, just like Cincinnati was up 14-12 against Tulane the week prior, okay? Does it look like a playoff team? No. Are they undefeated? Yes. Winning matters. I don't care what they look like. It says nine in the win column and zero in the loss column. you growing up, you play pee wee. You play Mighty Mites. You play junior middle school. You play high school. They tell you that winning is all that matters. It doesn't matter if you win by an inch or by a mile. Winning's winning, except when you get to friggin' college football. We're, seriously, we're mucking ourselves with this. I don't understand. And then I got Michigan, who ain't beating nobody. Nobody, I tell you. At number six. Why? They lost to Michigan State. Get them out of here. Get to get, get them out of here. Same Michigan State. They lost to Purdue last week. But the one that I know you all are all here to hear me talk about ain't Michigan. Heck, it ain't even Michigan State at seven. It's number eight Oklahoma. Who's nine to zero? All right. Let's talk about this thing y'all love talking about, which is strength of schedule. Their schedule's not strong. I don't. I, their schedule's weak. They haven't played anybody. They were down 10-0 to, to Kansas. Did they win? Did they win? Yes! They've won every game. They even beat Idol. Bye. Last week. I'm telling you, man. The reason I hate your strength to schedule comment is because the kids, the players, don't make the schedule. We merely ask them to go play. We merely ask them to go win, which is hard enough. Because everybody's trying to win all the time. If it was easy to win, why do we only have four undefeated teams left of 130? Why are we so into discrediting what these kids are doing on a football field? Because all of you that want to talk about strength of schedule do not have the wherewithal to go up to any one of these players and tell them they're not good enough. Because you know you'd be lying to them. X. Ex- the playoff you cowards give me 10 conference champions give me six at-large bursts and let's duke it out man why are we doing this why are we allowing these 13 people in the grand hyatt in grapevine texas tell us who is good and who isn't when we have a scoreboard doing exactly that i'm gonna go ahead and skip to the to 23 right quick Cause I want to, I want to, with the, in the worst way. Texas, San Antonio, Roadrunners. I'm not a Roadrunner. Y'all, y'all, y'all been two minutes old in football. Y'all created a football program in 2011. You got no tradition whatsoever, and yet I'm rooting for you. I'm wearing a shirt for you, baby. Cause I know they not gonna give you a chance. And I would like to think the Blue Bloods among us would love a 16-team playoff, if for no other reason than to stop the rise of the usurpers. That are UTSA. Line them up. Play. I got to talk to my buddy Jeff Schwartz on the spaces here a little bit later. And my buddy Jeff Schwartz likes to say, UTSA would be a 35, 40-point underdog to in Alabama. I don't dispute that. I am saying, line them up and play. You know why I say line them up and play? Because I thought his Oregon Ducks were going to get the hell beat out of them by Ohio State. And what happened? They went into Columbus without the best player in football, on Thibodeau, and got a W because that's what the games are for. I grew up understanding the theory of competition. Let me back up here. They tell me only the strong will survive. Only the strong. The weak get separated, they get eaten, they get whatever the strong but the theory of competition says just because you're the strong doesn't mean you can't get your butt kicked light them up let them go they worked too hard for this why are you so insistent on keeping UTSA at the back of your top 25 let alone not put them in last week when they were eight no and I dare say if their game was not on national television where they're stopping a mud hole in UTEP and walking it dry you wanna kept them out this week. They're 9-0. That means even if they went, if they lose the next three games, they're nine and three. You know how many other teams would love to be nine and three at the end of this season? And yet you want to keep them out in the second week of November. You want to keep them in the back. They beat the Illinois team that beat Minnesota. The Minnesota, you had the audacity to rank number 20 in these here rankings that matter they matter they matter because this is the best way we have of picking a national champion to date and i'm saying take it out of their hands let them do their seating let them pick their large teams let the byus and the notre dames or whatever get in although BYU's going to be a big 12 team but you understand you have your independence because hey rj i think that's going to dilute the regular season i think that that's going to take away from the regular season oh yeah Tell me I'll take it away from the regular season. It's Alabama playing New Mexico state this weekend. That game matters to make New Mexico state. I'm sure they need the money. It don't matter to you. It don't matter to me. I dare say it doesn't matter to anybody outside of those two teams. But if New Mexico state was undefeated, we'd have a different conversation. Mexico state joins a conference or maybe heaven for 10 gets one of those at-large bursts in my 16-team playoff, then we're talking about something different. We are, we're talking about this at the start of the college basketball season. When Kansas will play Michigan State, two teams you expect to be there at the end, and nobody's losing their mind about who wins and who loses because they got to speak on a tournament where if you win your conference championship, you're automatically in where those two teams will probably play again or could play again. But here we are talking about undefeated teams missing a playoff. Is that not asinine to you? Apparently not because I seen you in my mentions calling me all sorts of names because I'm the heretic that has the audacity to actually say to you who love to tell me about winning back-to-back world championships in the 20th century, hello, USA, that you're capable for losers. I have never seen so many people make an excuse for losers as I have this year. If Oklahoma had a loss, I'd be talking about them the same way. Ask Oklahoma fans. They will let you know. There is no bigger critic of that football team than me because I love it so much. I know so much about it. I expect more from it. And you're dog all right. When they're undefeated, I'm going to tell you about it. Just like I'm telling you about UTSA. Just like I'm telling you about Cincinnati. I don't have to spend any time on Georgia. We all get it. We understand. I spend more time telling everybody that George Davis ought to win the Heisman Trophy than I do that Georgia's the best team in the country. Because we love the SEC. We give all our respect to the SEC. Hell, how many SEC teams we got in this thing? Georgia, Alabama. Oh, that's the top two. Hello? Texas A&M at 11 with two losses. One to Mississippi State who got beat by Memphis, who got beat by UTSA. You see what I'm saying here? This is hypocrisy. What are we doing? Cat, produce Cat, pull up the criteria. Let's talk through this right quick while I got a little bit of time left here. Conference championship one. I'll bet you UTSa is gonna win a conference championship. I'll bet you Alabama or Georgia is gonna lose one. Strength and schedule—you know already. I crapshoot. Throw it in the air. One of your teams might be good. One of your teams might be bad. Hell, Eastern Michigan is playing tonight. They are six and three at the start of their game against Ohio. Nobody thought that win would be worth the doggone when Wisconsin paid Eastern Michigan to play that game. Instead. I would point you to the two losses they have to Michigan State and to Notre Dame, and that they lost three of their first four after being preseason number 12. Head to head competition. Good Lord, I would lose my mind if y'all did not rank Oregon ahead of Ohio State. Because that, that is the as purity as it gets, man. That's it. You play somebody straight up in this sport where that's rare out of conference. You better respect it. Comparative outcomes against common opponents. If Ohio State's win against Nebraska is good, Oklahoma's win against Nebraska is good, and the last time I checked, 9-0 is better than 8-1, and and yet you've got Oklahoma at 8. You've got Ohio State to play off. What are we doing? I'm not caping for Oklahoma or Ohio State. I'm caping for fairness. I'm caping for morality. This matters to me, man. It matters to those players. You know, I say, you know me, I'm being told over and over again, RJ, you're being introduced to new people. There are people that haven't seen what you've been doing for the past four years who don't know I've been wearing this t-shirt for three years, who don't understand how passionate you are about trying to give every last one of those kids a chance to claim a national championship. And more than that, that there isn't more than one national champion. This is the only sport where that's true. It's idiocy. You could have a tournament. NFL got a tournament. Nobody cares. Kansas City Chiefs look awful. I got, I had the misfortune of having Pat Mahomes in his worst season and Derrick Henry when he's on injured reserve on my fantasy football team. Nobody would have thought going into this season, either one of those dudes, let alone both of them, we're going to be trash this year. But I got a Tennessee Titans team that's surging. I got a Kansas City team that can still make the playoffs. And they can still make a run. 2017 Philadelphia Eagles What a Super Bowl with friggin' Nick Foles at quarterback. It's awesome. UNBC knocks off our number one seed. It's awesome. And yet, because you don't like that some G5 school It's having a season of seasons while your blue blood school is mediocre to good. I got to deal with you telling me your one loss team is better than a G5 team. When I would love to pay good money, pay-per-view money to watch your G5 team play that blue blood team. You know how I know that? Because I'm the dude paying pay-per-view money to watch Army play Oklahoma. Because I'm the dude paying pay-per-view money to watch Missouri State play Oklahoma. In a play year. Because I'm the dude watching Oklahoma run up the score 76-0 to zero while I'm doing this show against Western Carolina. Not so much because I think that Oklahoma's going to beat them like they stole something. Because I might, just might, be around for some magic. That's what the sport is. The sport has the capacity to be absolutely amazing if we let it. If we let UMass, for starters, have a season of seasons and not neglect it, when we got that one magical year, which feels like the only good year that Scott Frost has had, where Central Florida goes undefeated, what if that team gets to play Alabama for the national championship? Would Alabama win? Maybe. But I'm not looking for nine out of ten. I'm looking for one out of a million. Life's too short to tell people they can't do what they have proven and deserve the right to prove they can do. I'm a G five school people. I, me, RJ, it matters to me. My superpower, it ain't being a genius about this stuff. I make mistakes like everybody else does. My superpower ain't that I'm giving these philosophical takes and arguments though I can and will. My superpower is being a try hard. I work my behind off. I grind because I know that my effort is all I have and my effort might be just enough to push me over the top of a more talented human being. When you are five foot five and 130 pounds and black in this world, there's a lot that you have to learn about how to navigate it. How Taller people just get around better. People respect them more. Assign them some level of respect. I don't shout because I'm trying to make my point clear. I shout because it matters to me. I'm emotional about it. I really, really care. So when I see what I know is unjust, unjust, not right, immoral, I have a duty to call it out. You're letting down these kids at UTSA, CFP. You're letting down these kids in Norman. You're letting down those kids in Cincinnati. We all got a dream. I'm living mine. I dare you to let these kids live theirs. It's a show for tonight. Thank you to our sponsor, Direct TV Stream, who makes this possible, to our lead producer, Catherine Donnelly, who is, if nothing more than great to me, helps me get in a space to do this show. John Marcus keeps us on. Miles Owens on the stream. Javion Duncan has me looking so fresh on the socials. Rachel Cohn keeps the screening moving. Kristen Hurley our executive producer, believes in me. I love this show. I love this sport. I wanted to be more fair. That's it for me. Doses.